If you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world of food. First, does it frustrate you when you grill in the summertime and there's 10 hot dogs in a package and only eight hot dog buns? Well, good news. Heinz Ketchup partnered with Wonder Bread to offer 10 bun packs. The bad news? (laughs) They're only available in Canada right now. Finally, in the world of food, wish you had more brain power They say processed foods aren't the best thing for your brain. Hmm. Researchers in France learned that eating too many processed foods affects your thinking, your memory, and your learning skills. Hmm. Yikes. I love processed foods. (laughs) You do? So good. (laughs) Why does everything that tastes great have to be awful for you? I know. Why can't can't broccoli come with a warning label? (laughs) (laughs) Coming up in just a minute, when was the last time you just happened to be at the right place at the right time? Wait till you hear what happened to this couple. Hey, this is your guaranteed to put you in a good mood story of the day. Hey, when was the last time you just happened to be in the right place at the right time? Check out what happened to this couple. Emily and her husband were flying home to Baltimore from a trip to the Bahamas. They're both nurses and they ended up saving a man's life. Uh, it, it was the typical thing. We're like, excuse us. Is anyone on the plane right now with medical experience? And mm. they're like, oh, that's us. And they ran to the front of the plane. This guy had collapsed and was turning purple. Okay. And and the um, Emily was like to her husband, she's like, if, if, if this person needs chest compressions, you do the compressions, I'll take care of everything else. And they had a plan even before they got to the patient. And they kept doing mm. CPR until I finally came back seven minutes before the flight landed. They say they got a lot of high fives from other people on board, and it just shows how selfless our healthcare professionals are, even on their free time. Wow. They're saving lives. Yeah, what a story. Coming up, if you have a cute baby in your family and you want to earn some quick money for their future college, this is for you. Hey, if you have a cute little baby in the family and want to earn some quick money for their future college, this is for you. They're looking for a new Gerber baby. Hmm. There's a little twist this year. They want a picture of you as a baby as well, mom and dad. Whether you look just like your child or you have a hilarious throwback photo they want to share. Uh, Judges will search for entries with compelling stories and a memorable baby expression. And the new Gerber spokesbaby will assume chief growing officer is their title (laughs) and be featured on the brand's social media channels and in marketing. The winner also gets a $25,000 cash prize, a wardrobe from Gerber children's wear and a one year supply of Gerber products. My dad won a pretty baby contest when he was an infant and my grandmother couldn't be prouder. My grandfather was horrified. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that's just the product of the times or what, but granddaddy, like even when my dad was as an adult, he did not like to talk about it. That's I hilarious. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> so everybody loves seeing a newborn baby. Mm-hmm. There's just something magic about it. It's a miracle. Nothing and will cause a work stoppage. Yes. Like someone bringing a baby to work, right? Well, apparently the same thing happens if you are an orangutan. <laughs> this couple <laughs> took their kids to the Louisville Zoo. Uh-huh. And the orangutan saw this newborn baby in daddy's arms yeah. and literally motioned with her finger like, over here, get over here. <laughs> and so daddy held the baby right up to the glass. Uh-huh. And the orangutan came over and got really close and then kissed the glass twice. Aww. Is that not the coolest thing ever? <laughs> so if I was an orangutan... That would be me. I got to see the baby. Hey, do you know anyone who lost their wedding ring? My sister did years ago. And 
Um, you know, she stayed home to raise her three kids. Um, so money hasn't really been there for a replacement. So she wears a knockoff ring mm-hmm. to this day. Hmm. Uh, well, check this out. Mary is married to Dave and she lost her ring 13 years ago when it accidentally got flushed down the commode. Well, recently, some workers at a wastewater treatment plant in Minnesota found it. John spotted the sparkle of light amidst the debris. No kidding. And uh, the sanitation company posted (laughs) they found a ring. And if you could describe it was really unique, Uh it'd be yours. And get this. They got hundreds of calls from hopeful people. No kidding. What is it with y'all flushing your rings down the toilet? How does that happen? I want to know how many of the, okay, they, let's say they got a hundred calls. How Of how many of those calls does the spouse know the rings we lost? <laughs> or did they find one really like it right. at TJ Maxx? <laughs> and then they went to the, do they even have those at grocery stores anymore? The little gumball machine? You know, when you could get I don't know. <laughs> but my sister's knockoff, I was like, yeah. Wow, that's so beautiful. And she goes, oh, it's fake. I mm-hmm. I lost my ring. This yeah. is my, like, I think she paid $25 for it. <laughs> Most people, unless you're a certified gemologist or, mm-hmm. or really into jewelry, which I, I don't know anyone that's that into it. I, w- I would think you probably couldn't tell, right? Probably not. I mean, I, I can't tell. Krubig zirconia or real diamond. <laughs> yeah. So when you think about uh, movies or TV shows about faith and about Jesus, uh, a couple come to mind, like currently The Chosen going oh, yeah. crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Passion of the Christ, Mel Gibson's epic movie from, uh, gosh, it's probably been about 20 years or more since that came out. Well, there is a new f- uh, filmmaker who is a legend, and I was kind of surprised to hear He's going to be making a movie about Jesus. Wait till you hear who it is and see if you're not as shocked as I was. Did you hear who's going to be making a movie about Jesus? This is this is pretty wild. Martin Scorsese, same guy who made The Wolf of Wall Street, Casinos, Taxi Driver, that awful movie. A lot of people of faith had problems with The Last Temptation of Christ. Just mm-hmm. awful. Um, he also made uh, uh, Goodfellas. So I wonder, will, will he have Joe Pesci in... In the movie about Jesus. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But uh, here's how it all came about. He was in uh, uh, Europe. What's the big festival they have in France? Cans. Yeah, he was there. Mm-hmm. Is it cans or cons? Cons. I don't know. Do you say pecans or pecans? I say pecans. All right. So he was in. He was at the Pecans <laughs> Film Festival mm-hmm. uh, and took a side trip through Italy while I was there with his wife. Goes and he has a meeting with the Pope. Pope challenges him and all artists to uh, to use their art to make Jesus known. Hmm. And he walks out of the meeting and says, I'm making my next movie is going to be a movie about Jesus. That's awesome. So how about that? And here's why I'm I'm excited about it, because he does not do anything but big productions, right? So it's going to get the full treatment. I'm just hoping he gets people involved with the story that really know the story. Yeah, that right? it's not like Last Temptation, but it's right. respectful. And, right. Yeah. Right. I heard he, I think he might be writing the screenplay as well. Really? Yeah. Hmm. But here's the deal. This is pretty fascinating, Kev. I, I Googled this. Um, people are hungry for faith movies. Remember the movie Jesus Revolution? Our producer went out to the red mm-hmm. carpet premiere mm-hmm. of it. It was number one in the USA in all DVD sales. No kidding. Yeah. I guess maybe I, th- I thought about it. I'm like, okay, in a streaming <laughs> world, what does that mean? But maybe it's say. like <laughs> either older people wanted to own it or yes. <laughs> a lot of people wanted to own it. Because I don't. We don't or, have a DVD. Or up possibly in our house. people wanted to get it to give to people. 
There you go. You know, it's yeah. hard when you when you give someone like, hey, you should stream this or whatever. They might not right. watch, but if you give them that hard copy, yeah. Maybe so anyhow, um, uh, you know, I take that news. I'm like, mm, okay. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Tread lightly, um, but but I mean, if you're somebody that really wants to see the name of Jesus made known, be in prayer right now for Martin Scorsese. That that mm-hmm. you know the Lord will. I mean, look at Mel Gibson's life, and he's had a how should we say this? A very colorful life, right? Yet God used him to make one of the greatest movies ever made about the story of Jesus. How many people came to faith or had their faith renewed because of the passion of the Christ? So it'll be interesting to see how, uh, how all this plays out, right? Martin Scorsese, his next movie is going to be a movie about Jesus. Have you ever played matchmaker for somebody? What if you did that for your own child (laughs) that happened in our family i'll tell you about it in just a minute how about you have you ever played matchmaker for someone i have um actually two couples that are still married that i helped kind of promote you know you guys yeah you would make a great couple i'm kidding yeah yeah it's fun but um my sister recently basically played matchmaker for her own child which Ooh. is pretty risky, Ooh. but yeah. <laughs> she didn't like push things too hard. She just kind of, you know, you know, kids today, they will text for like three years before they finally like meet to face to face or they'll see each other at church and never exchange numbers or anything. So um, this young woman who um, my nephew had known like at church and I think maybe in their homeschool group, um, she, they started working at the same store. My sister works for like this holistic pet food store mm-hmm. in Muncie, Indiana. And um, and so she finally just said, hey, do you want my son's phone number? <laughs> and she did it. She gave it to her. And then the girl texted her son. And wow. they started texting. And then I don't know if they were voice memoing or what. But now they're like. A thing. They're like going out on some dates and stuff. Wow. Yeah. Go so mom. So my sister was matchmaker for her own child. <laughs> was there ever a moment where the nephew was like, Mom, I think I can't, he can't believe he did that, Mom. I think it was one of those t- things where he was so fro- paralyzed by fear that he kind of <laughs> liked the little kick in the pants that it took and it i mean she's the girl's the one that had really took the initiative took the risk yeah yeah she took yeah. she just sent the text and i think she i can't remember if she suggested coffee first or how it started but there should be i'm a, excited for him there should be a, for every mom listening right now that's thinking i'm gonna do that there should be a disclaimer results not typical <laughs> <laughs> but how about you have you ever been a matchmaker for someone we'd love to hear your story Hey, Michelle, it's Kevin and Taylor. So did you hear my sister played matchmaker for her own son? Yes, my mother did the same. (gasps) Get out. I had a gentleman see me in church during a youth Sunday. I went home and asked his aunt, did he know who she was? And she contacted my mother, and my mother made me call him (laughs) after he had called me. Three times, and I had turned him down. No kidding. Yes, and we've been married uh, 33 years. Look at that. Yeah, what a great story. Go, Mom. I'm late to the party, but I finally stayed in an Airbnb for the first time a couple months ago when my niece got married. Mm -hmm. Um, My sister and her husband and two daughters were going, and they said, how about we share an Airbnb? And they showed me it online, and my 16-year-old niece had found it. 
and it looked pretty nice, like a, a redo kind of house. Mm-hmm. And it was a good experience. I mean, my sister was so sweet. She and um, her husband and the girls shared the bigger bathroom and left us, let us use the smaller bathroom. So we had our own bathroom. So okay. it was kind of like being in a hotel room. We could eat together in the kitchen. And so I'd probably do it again if in that situation, not mm-hmm. if it's just me and Glenn. But there's a new metamorphosis of the Airbnb world and uh, see if you'd be on board of this or not. Uh, to save money and for people, I guess, kind of like me and Glenn, who only need one room. It's just the two of us or maybe a single person. They only need one room. They don't need a whole house. You rent just one room mm. in someone's house or mm-hmm. apartment. Yeah. And I think that would be so weird and adventurous. And the introverted part of me would not be down for it. I'd be like, Oh wait, I have to like go. Hi, we're here. And like, what time are we allowed to use the kitchen? And Mm -hmm. I just, I don't think I could do it. I don't. And I don't think I could rent out one room in my house either. Like it's just, I like having company, people I know, friends, family come visit. I love hosting, but you'd have to, a stranger would be, if you were going to do it, you'd have to read the reviews fine tooth comb. Yeah. You know, like, what do you do if you walk in? You're like, hey, it's great. Thanks for renting us the room. And you notice like an uh, aluminum foil helmet. (laughs) What's what's that for? Oh, well, every night at 9 p.m. the mothership hovers above and this is how I can communicate. You're right. You never know. I mean, I already get a little squeam. I used to love when I first got married, I was like, Glenn and I are going and we're staying in a bed and breakfast. Uh Uh-huh. And then I realized quickly, it's kind of like staying in someone's house. Right, it's commune. Like one time we came down for breakfast and the, they, the lady said breakfast opens at seven and the kitchen was dark. And then she walks in with sopping wet hair and she's like, oh no, just give me a minute. Don't worry, I'll, I'll whip something up. And like we had an epic hike we wanted to do that day. Like two hours later, we were finally had been, you know, fed and we were on the road. So, yeah. So what do they say about potato chips? Like you can't eat just if you have one, you'll eat the whole bag. Right. Uh, I found uh, the same is true with tattoos. You can't just get one. (laughs) I got a new one uh, the other day. And I'm pretty excited to tell you guys uh, why and what it means uh, next. So I always told my kids do not get a tattoo. And I would tell you and your kids, do not get a tattoo until you're older and you're really like kind of set in who you are and what your life is about. And I just got a, another uh, another tattoo uh, and it's on my left forearm and it says misericordia, which is the word mercy in Latin. And I didn't know this. This is a cool little side effect. So I posted a picture of it and people went, oh my gosh, I can't believe you got a tattoo in Portuguese. It, that means mercy in Portuguese. Oh my gosh, I can't believe you got a tattoo in Spanish. That means mercy in Spanish. So it means mercy in all these different languages. That's I meant cool. for it to be yeah. Latin. Makes but sense because yeah. Latin's always the root. Right, right, right. Yeah. So all these people are saying, like, I can't believe you got it in my native language, which has been a really cool side effect of it. But um, the word mercy kept coming up for me over and over and over again for like the last year. Uh, and I was really contemplating, thinking, like, I, I don't want this just to be a word or you know, an abstract idea, I'd like to try to incorporate this as an like an operating principle in my life with everything. I mean, from how I drive, how I treat people in the grocery store and then the bigger things, too, in life. I would like for that. And I'm not saying don't get me wrong. I don't have it down pat. But I thought this would be cool to get from my tattoo artist, Crystal, who has this really cool script 
writing that she designed. And so she did this one of a kind design. She's like, this is what I want to do. What do you think? And we I loved it. And and the story about her, I don't know if you remember, but I went in to get a image of Jesus and Mary from her and she, and we started chatting. She found out I was Kevin from the Kevin Taylor show. She's like, I've been listening to you for years. Awesome. So it's kind of great how mm-hmm. this God coincidence that, that she's the artist I wound up with. But anyhow, so um, so I got it, and it relates back to Psalm 136, 1. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His mercy endures forever. And if his mercy endure, if that's what endures forever, then that's what I want to be about. So like I said, it's not. It's kind of like when you put a Christian fish on your car, all of a sudden you got to be a good driver. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Mm-hmm. I have this constant reminder when I'm not acting with mercy towards people, there's this reminder right there. Hey, wow. you need to... Uh, need to snap too. So anyhow, that's the story of why I got it and why it's there. And it's, um, it's pretty cool. I already had somebody at the Beatles festival we were at stop me. And she said, what does that say? And I told her, and she's like, that is really cool. And it turns out she was a Christian author and she gave me her card. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah it's and, like a faith sharing yeah, tool. Yeah. So that was really neat. I think we've all been there. You're in a crowded store, grocery store, Target, something like that. And a kid is losing it because mom won't buy him the candy bar he wants. Right. <laughs> Wait till you hear what one woman did when she saw that happening and would love to hear if you think this was a good idea or not. Was it cruel and unusual punishment? We'll talk about it next. So I think we've all been there in line at the the grocery store you're checking out or something. A kid is throwing a fit because they've got the candy bars right in front of them, right? And mom won't buy them one. And you feel bad for the mom because you know she's just dying a slow death. And the kid's just like having none of it, red in the face, tears streaming down, screaming and yelling. So this woman says, I just left the grocery store. There was a boy screaming at the top of his lungs because mom would not buy him a chocolate bar. So I went up and I asked him, what kind of chocolate bar would you like? He pointed to a Kit Kat. So I bought one and ate it in front of him. (laughs) That lady's like got some issues. That's so cruel. (laughs) What in the world? Well, we know what Taylor thinks. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, it just popped right out. First, That's so terrible. Because I can see that scene in my head. I can see that playing out, can't you? Like a little movie or something? It's like Um, a scene from a movie, yeah. That happened in front of you. Or if you were the parent and that happened to you with your kid and some stranger did that. Would you, I don't know psychological terms, but would you define that as sadistic? Is that the word? <laughs> I don't know. What that know. lady did to that child? I am worried what it says about me that I think it's funny. <laughs> it says you're worn out from raising four kids. <laughs> could be. That's what it says. That could be. Yeah, sadistic, <laughs> deriving pleasure from inflicting pain, suffering, or humiliation. <laughs> I she wonder, took sadistic pleasure in tormenting the child with the Kit Kat bar. I wonder if the mom turned to her and said, hey, I know you're not letting him have any, but can I have some? Because I've had a really bad day. <laughs> you know what I mean? That would be funny. But what, what did wow. you, when you hear that, did you like me laugh and then go, oh, I shouldn't laugh at that. That's really bad. <laughs> would love to hear from you. Lars, what do you think of this woman who saw a kid screaming at his mom? He wanted a candy bar, so she asked him, what kind of candy bar would you like? And he said a Kit Kat, and so she bought it and ate it in front of him. My theory is, thank God this kid's going to grow up hating candy. I think it's wonderful. (laughs) 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 This is actually a really good thing. um, Candy will be triggering for him. (laughs) (laughs) I just love it. I love it. Have your kids reached an age... Where they're dating yet. 
Heads up when it comes to their standards. This is pretty fascinating. This is Gen X. They're claiming to have higher standards than any other generation. Of course they are. Uh, They say uh, (laughs) physical appearance is important, uh, but a greater value is placed on manners, personality, and conversational skills from a generation that mostly texts each other. I was shocked by this. And now this is wild. This is not um, Gen Z. This is all Americans. The average American who's single said it takes them less than 20 minutes to know if they're interested in a second date or not. No kidding. That's quick to judge. Wow. I wonder what happens in those first 20 minutes that you could tell. I, I don't know. Is it a chemistry thing? Is it a personality thing? Is it certain like you ask political leanings or something? I don't know. I don't know why. 20 minutes. That's it. That's judgy. Yeah. If somebody sits down like, you. I don't know, you meet for coffee or something. Mm-hmm. They sit down and go, yeah, I'm very opinionated, very political. Hang on. I got to respond back to this moron on Facebook. Oh, yeah, I know. I know in three minutes. What was that? 60 seconds? So maybe I'm the judgy one. Thank goodness I'm not dating. I'm very happily married. But Oh, my wife and I talk about that all the time. How We we don't know how people do it nowadays. Oh, I know. It's crazy. Like online online dating and dating services. Oh. And we know people that our friends, uh, uh, Eric and Marsha, who we're, we're going out with tonight, they met in one of those... Uh, uh, match things, you know, online mm-hmm. where, yeah, 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 but they were very, and the, he describes they were very, very, very cautious and talked for like months before they ever like, met up get for, hurt again. Yeah, yeah, met up for a day or something. That, well, they were both like, there's just, there's a lot of, uh, there are some weirdos <laughs> <laughs> on those sites and it takes a while to weed them out. So, what's the old joke, Taylor, when you ask a woman how she's doing and she says, fine. You know, it's the exact opposite. <laughs> I have some more examples of uh, when women say this, it's not what they really mean. We'll you talk sure about it next. you sure you want to do this? Oh, this yeah, sounds yeah, yeah, dangerous. I totally, do. I totally do. <laughs> okay. Okay, so here's some more examples of uh, when women say this, it's not what they really mean. Okay, guys, when you say to your say to your your better half, uh, I'm, I'm going to go out with the guys tonight. We're going to have guy night. And she goes, have fun. She, by all means, does not mean she wants you to have fun. She doesn't want you to go out. Okay. When she says, no worries, you should be very worried. (laughs) You're not laughing as hard as I thought you would at these, Taylor. (laughs) And, And the last one. Oh, my wife has done this one to me. Well, do what you want. That's usually, you know, when I say something like, hey, I was thinking of getting a motorcycle. Well, do what you want. That means... Do not. This do does that. remind me of the stories you've told over the years of you and Tracy, especially when she doesn't like your driving and you said she assumes the position, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, turns yeah. her back on you. Mm-hmm. Isn't it funny how uh, when you're a little kid, things are normal, things are a big deal, like going to get your hair cut. Mm-hmm. We got to mm-hmm. talk to our producer Griffin in a minute. His daughter got a pretty big change with her hair. So Griff, uh, Eloise has a new hairstyle. What's, what's happening with your daughter? She does. She got it chopped off. <gasps> like, yeah. Define chopped well, off. She had really long hair. I don't think she'd ever had a true haircut. Like a, some trims uh-huh. to keep it healthy, I guess. And that's it. But it's been growing her whole life. And she's yeah. what, It was six? like below her waist. Is this below her Are waist? you talking yeah. chopped it all off? Is this shoulder length, pixie cut, Elmer Fudd? What, what defines she chopped it off? She got it, it to her shoulders. And she's been wanting it because a lot of her little friends at school uh, have their hair cut to around their shoulders. 
And my wife's like, hold off, Eloise. Let's just get through the school year. And mm-hmm. this summer, we can get it done. Okay. Uh-huh. So the big day came the other day. Uh, they went to the salon, and <gasps> they got it done. And I think my wife was almost in tears. Oh, <laughs> I can imagine. Watching all this hair. And I think the, the lady, what's the stylist, not a barber. Yeah, yeah uh, stylist. The stylist said, uh, are you sure you want to do this, Eloise? Are you sure? Like wow. before she actually did it, because uh-huh. it was a lot of hair. Sarah had a picture of all this hair on the ground mm-hmm. that she had lost, but uh, it looks good. And it's crazy how just cutting it that short, she suddenly looks like five years older. She looks mm. so much older. Yeah, I saw like the pictures on social. Yeah. yeah was weird. she thrilled with it or emotional at all? She herself? was really happy about it, like right afterwards. Yeah. And then that night, like getting ready for bed, she kind of got a little emotional Aww. about it. Like, Aww. I think she was second guessing a little bit. Yeah. But uh, it's all how, good. She's happy. How often have you caught her looking in the mirror <laughs> since this has happened? <laughs> yeah, she's really excited. Pretty about constant. It. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. She's going to have so much of an easier summer, though. Oh, like yes. playing and being outside and everything else without mm-hmm. without all. And so are mom and dad because we're the ones who brush your hair at night. Right, There's a lot less hair to brush <laughs> yeah. now. Wait a minute, you said mom and dad. Was that more mom or did you well, really? When mom is uh, busy or out of town, dad or, has to brush. Yeah, it. it's yeah. my yeah. Those are rare occasions. Who would do the better job? What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to check out the social. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, it's Can so we cute. post it on the Kevin and Taylor page? Is that okay? I think so. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right yeah. Cool. Yeah. So look look for her new style on the Kevin and Taylor <laughs> socials. So Griff was just sharing about how his uh, daughter Eloise got her hair cut really short. It was almost down to her. Uh, he said her waist, right? Like Below pretty her, long. Yeah, yeah. And now it's shoulder length. So that's that's a drastic change. Mm-hmm. Um. And she was feeling great about it. He said Sarah was a little emotional. Moms do get emotional about their kids' haircuts. I remember when uh, our son Kyle went away to uh, Berkeley College of Music in Boston, and he had very long, curly hair. And my, my wife used to straighten it for him every morning before high school. That was when he was a budding young rock star. That is a dedicated mom. <laughs> oh, right. That takes a long time. Every morning she'd sit there with, what do they call this? A flat iron. And she'd, mm-hmm. she'd flat, flat iron it straight for him. Anyhow, so he goes off to Berkeley College of Music with his long locks flowing in the wind. And then one day he says, hey, I want to FaceTime you guys. So we were like, okay. And Tracy was worried. She's like, what did he do? And we FaceTimed and he had shaved it all off i mean it was like shaved. it wasn't Not just a short it wasn't bald i mean it was it was it was the crewiest of crew cuts i mean it was short wow and she walked away she started crying it was like so emotional for her Aww. and i don't know if it's because she just liked the way he looked with long hair or if she had such great memories of straightening his mm-hmm. hair for him every morning and the two of them chatting and whatever yeah or whatever the deal was, she like couldn't even look at it. She walked Aww. away. <laughs> well, when I saw those pictures of Eloise, I immediately thought of Sarah. I yeah. thought, oh, did because I saw one friend posted, you actually finally did it. And I thought, okay, that means there was an emotional pull. And then sure enough, Griff said, uh-huh. Eloise has been begging for it. Yeah. Because she does look so much older. And Aww. so I was like, oh, stop like growing up so little, fast. Little girl anymore. <laughs> yeah. You know? uh, well, yeah, moms do. They definitely get emotionally invested in their kids' hairstyles.